There is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one of prayer. Live from New York City, this is the Prayer Revolution. My name is Doyal. I'm here with my good friend and co-host Vera. And uh, we're happy to be here. Welcome, everybody, to our daily morning podcast, where if you're a regular listener or tuner in, we're glad that you're here. And uh, if it's your first time, thanks for being here. We uh, start our day off with the morning prayer to center ourselves, to reconnect ourselves to our inner being and our higher power. And then we try to take that mood of prayer into our daily lives. And we have a, a short little conversation about what that means and um, what it means to live a life of prayer. And so I'm super, super grateful to be here. Um, I'm always grateful to see all of these friendly faces. We have a live Zoom group that joins us every day. Uh, if you'd like to get in our live Zoom group, please write to us at prayerrevolution at bhaktisenter.org or find us on Instagram or just send us a message and uh, we'd have to give you the link for that. And um, with that, how are you doing this morning, Vera? And doing just good. Thank you. Yeah, doing good. Grateful. Just had a had a couple hours with uh, with with our baby boy Vera. Aww. And we went on a we went yeah on a nice sunrise walk. Walked up to the top of a hill near near the house in in Alachua, Florida, and and then went. I, I stuck him in this little, you know, it's called like an ergo carry or something like that, this little sling. And uh, we just walked in the forest. We got a little forest in our backyard and Aww. walked back and forth, walking through the, the twigs and the brush. And, and he just, uh, he just looks around and he's like the, he's so peaceful. He doesn't even make a sound. He just kind of goes into this like little meditative forest, you know, space and Aww. then he fell asleep. And uh, it's just the most special time, you know. I, I notice, like, in my mind, you know, there's there's this there's this passion that's like, oh, oh, I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I'm thinking, and I'm planning, and that, and then, like all these things that constantly are coming into the mind, and and that really, you know, what I'm seeking in the end of all of those things is deep and meaningful connection, yeah. to feel to feel alive in my life, and to feel you know, meaning and purpose and, and that simply by taking a deep breath on a walk in the forest, you know, that's available, bam, right there, it's available a, a thousand percent, you know, that I have a, a little um, dependent child in my arms that I've been entrusted with and that just to, to meditate on, on him feeling cared for and him, you know, knowing that he's loved, not just by me, but by a higher power, you know, that I could, I could potentially be an instrument of that. It's just like, it's the most incredible thing. So I've really, really been, you know, I was, you know, I was thinking about it yesterday that, um, yeah, yeah, that, that um, I don't want to be like a half-ass meditator. That was kind of, that was my thought. You want to be a half-ass meditator? No, no more. No. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah, like, okay, now I want to give myself fully to life. And it's, I think so much is the basis of what we're talking about in this podcast each morning is to really be able to give ourselves fully to each moment. And, um, and so really deeply appreciating Vera. And, I, and he, the way he responds is unbelievable. Like if I'm, if I'm like 
thinking about all the stuff I got to do. And then he's just like thinking about all the stuff he's got to do. And he's like, well, I'm going to make sure you know that I got stuff I got to do. And you are my arms and legs that are going to do it for me. Just so you know, so you're clear about that, you know? And then when I'm like, I'm here, like there's nowhere else I would rather be. Like, this is it. I'm so grateful for this moment. And I want more of this, more of this connection, more mm. of this, this depth. And this is what I'm looking for. Then he's just like, you know, like just in a, you know, he's in heaven. So you got to get your little baby as a guest on the show. You know what? I thought it was going to happen today because I was, I was walking. I was like, man, he's not, you know what? He's not waking up and I don't want to wake him up. I was like, maybe I just keep him in the sling and, you know, go live with you guys. But he, he woke up, you know, about 10 minutes before. So right, you got to get him on as a guest. Yes. Yes. So yeah, let's pray. Let's, uh, let's all come together. Let's come together with intention. Let's come together in the present moment. We can do that. Um, sometimes it's challenging to come into the present. And also it can be very, very, it's very simple. It can be very challenging though. So I'm going to ask each of you to stop whatever it is that you're doing. Whatever it is you're planning, whatever it is you're doing, just to pause right now. Including you, Doyal. Uh, yes. <laughs> I knew it. You're going to call me out. <laughs> I can hear the typing in my headphones. And stuff. Okay, I'm done. So, yeah, so let's, let's connect to our breath. Let's all connect right now to our breath. Let's connect to this moment of being. Just pausing doing. So much that we'll get to after these moments. Just practicing being right now. Knowing that the nature of our soul is eternal. That our consciousness is boundless, is limitless. There's no limitation to our capacity to love and experience bliss and happiness and fulfillment in this life. My Lord, so many conditions have come over us like clouds or like dust covering a mirror. Underneath that is our pure, boundless, limitless self. Please help us today to feel that connection, to know that we do have conditions to know that we do have things in our life that, that, that may block us from experiencing that. We all have those conditions. And that through connecting with you, we're able to clean that mirror. We're able to clear those clouds. The sun is always shining. We are always brilliant. We're perfect as we are. And we forget that. We forget that again and again and again. Happiness is available for us right now. Fulfillment is available for us right now. By connecting with you, we connect to our true self. We awaken our pure spiritual being that contains all of the qualities that we're seeking outside of ourself. And so we pray to you today, please help us to remove those coverings Help us to feel you and feel our true self like the sun that shines when the clouds have parted. Let us feel it so tangible in this moment right now that as we breathe, as we pray, as we sincerely try to connect to you, that we feel all that beautiful vision of our life, all those beautiful qualities that we seek outside of ourselves that we feel them beginning to bubble up and awaken from within our soul. 
that we feel that awakening from within our own heart. That as we go into our day, the moments to follow, that we bring that rapture. We bring those gifts of what we discover within our own self. We bring those gifts into our life in service and in love. And we call out your name every day, every morning. We call your name out to help us to connect, to know ourselves truly, to know that we are perfect just as we are. And that in this moment right now, we have all the faculties, we have all the capacity to experience love and to serve in the most dynamic and fulfilling way possible. So we call out your names to help awaken that truth, to help to awaken that reality. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you so much for your... Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. There was, um, right as we were starting, there was a, there was a message that, that popped up that I needed to respond to really quick. I was like, I'm going to get to this really quick. And then I was like, Grace is going to call me out because I'm not, I'm not starting the prayer. And then I was just thinking, like, what's, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, it's, it's 9.13 right now. We're going to finish in, tw in less than 20 minutes. And I'm like, can it not wait? Like, like if, and if I were to ask myself, like, is this more important than, than just stopping and tuning in right now? I was like, no. So what, what, what's, what's wrong with me, Vera? Why do I do that? Can you analyze me for a second? <laughs> well, I, I'm hearing that you felt, you felt an urgency. You felt a need as that email was coming in, that something came up within you and was like, you had a responsibility and, and it, it was important to respond now. But then on reflection, you could see that, no, like actually there was something that was more important to you. You know, mm. as you paused and you reflected and, and that, that pause was initiated by me, you know, hearing your typing and saying, hey, Doyle, you know, let's pray with us. Come, 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 be, come be with us. But that was initiated maybe in that way. But you paused and on reflection, you recognized what was most important. You know, you could have just put, put it on mute and close your, you know, halfway close your eyes and finish the email. But, but um, or, or you could have just, you know, you could have said, hey, no, this is actually most important. This is urgent. I need mm. to respond to this right this second. And then we all would have happily, you know, fulfilled that wish. And, and so I, I think you hit it on the head. What's most important? And that's, that is, that's just this constant prayer revolution concept of what's most important in my life. And we search our hearts and we take guidance on the bigger, the bigger decisions that we make in life. You know, we really search our hearts and we ask ourselves that question again and again and again and again. What's most important? What's most important? What's most important? Being writing this argument, what's most important? Getting this email out right now, what's most important? You know, fulfilling this immediate need that I have to whatever it is, or is there something that's actually truly most important? You paused, you chose to pause and, and you recognize that. Yeah. We kind of forced me. <laughs> it was a choice. It was a choice. It was, it was a choice. Yes. yes. It was a choice. Yeah. You, you chose it. You chose, you said that actually this could wait and to pray with all of us was, mm. was more, it was more important. Well, well, it just was like, how many stupid choices do I make throughout the day that just 
responding to things that aren't really important. I think that kind of like, um, life tricks us in that way. Life mm -hmm. tricks us in that way. And I think that's when we end up, it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm 20 years old. Oh my God, I'm 30 years old. Oh my God, I'm 50 years old, whatever it is. And it's like, how did I miss on the things that I thought I wanted to invest in? And it's like, it wasn't like this major decision to go left and like go off track. It was like tons of small, little, innocent, seemingly meaningless decisions that compromise each moment along the way. And all I was like, oh my God, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I, that question's really helped me. And I remember uh, reading a book, I thought it was a great book. It was on org, org development and leadership and um, it's called Essentialism. You gave and it to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's really the premise that he's bringing into the, the book is that there's always something that's most important in our life. You mm -hmm. know, like the idea of having, you know, our top priorities, you know, it's just this far out, you know, like, you know, illusion that we could have several priorities. It's like, no, you have a priority. And mm. then, then there's a list of other things and you may, okay, then after that, then maybe there's another one that comes, but like that, that singular focus and, um, and having that, that deep connection to what's most important means that we're living a truly meaningful and fulfilled life. And, and so to ask that question again and again, you know, I, I get, I get trapped in, in the doing of life. I get trapped in the myriad of to-do lists and, you know, the, the never ending sort of desires and ideas and, and, and that it takes, you know, pausing. It takes searching our heart. It takes, you know, writing. It takes reflecting. It takes being in a process where we come back again and again, not just once every six months or three months or a year to envision about our life or our business or relationships, but like, what is the cadence? Like, what's the rhythm of me reflecting on my life and asking myself, am I fulfilled? And, and if not, why, you know, you know, and, and that it, it's going to come back to not putting the most important things in our life first. It will always come back to that. If I'm neglecting the things that are most important in my life, at the end of my life, I will not be fulfilled. At the end of my life, I will regret. You know, and if throughout our life, we're not going to be perfect with it, but throughout our life, we really made that our aim you know, to, to, to be able to search our hearts, to be able to take counsel, to be able to really be in that intentional way of being and living. Then at the end of my life, throughout my life, you know, forget about the end of, end of this, this body, you know, throughout my life, I'm going to experience that fulfillment. You know, if I told, you know, we, we hear in Srimad Bhagavatam, the great, uh, the great scripture, the Bhagavad Purana, the great scripture that comes from the Vedas, ancient, uh, ancient India, ancient times, that you know, the whole, whole storyline is a, they're the emperor of the world having seven days to live and what he chose to do with that time. Mm. You know, and, and he became fully self-realized in that time and he, he became a, a rapturous state of absorption and meditation on God and, and that even when death came upon him, he, death didn't even exist anymore death was was not even wasn't even a reality there was he was experiencing eternality in his in his body and so and his connection with the divine and so yeah that's uh that's been a, a strong meditation of mine recently and you know we we're talking about it quite a bit over several sessions you know reading victor frankel's man's search for meaning you know that 
you know, in the end of our days, was my day meaningful? You know, so far, it's 918 on the East Coast right now. Was my day meaningful so far? Did I do what was most important in my life first? Mm. You know, and, and 20 minutes from now, we ask ourselves the same question. And if we're seeing I'm getting distracted and like you're saying, I'm just responding to emails. I'm just kind of like responding, responding, responding to pause and to be able to say, am I responding to what's most important? You know, and to build that into our life, build that into our association with each other. And uh, yeah, that, that meaning and that fulfillment and that satisfaction of the soul, we can have it. You know, we can have it today. We can have it right now. Yeah. There are priorities in my life. What I'm, what I'm hearing is that the decisions I make and our expressions are declarations of the priorities in my life. And I have a choice that those priorities can either be conscious or unconscious. Mm-hmm. That oftentimes we're making decisions of how we're spending our times and it's an unconscious declaration of what I think is most important. Mm-hmm. I'm letting what's most important in my life be decided for me by the distractions that are just, are the things that are just popping up. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody once told me, like when, you're, when your inbox becomes your to-do list, you're not living an intentional life. Yeah, you got it. And so um, I think like I'm saying that the most important thing in my life, my purpose for being is just responding to whatever comes up in my place. Um, and so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a real meditation to really think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm appreciating it. And, and really how I find clarity in that, is definitely there's introspection, but it's also that other side of counsel. I, I truly believe every person on this planet, we need a mentor. We need a person that we can talk about anything in our life with and be completely vulnerable, completely naked, and to feel after revealing our heart and our mind that we feel more connected to ourselves. We have more clarity on what's most important. And that in some way we're moving toward that, you know, that, that if we don't have that, that's available to us on this planet, that is available to every single one of us. If we desire that, if we seek that out, we will find it. There's no question about it. And so a part of it is like you're saying, to be able to pause, to really be able to, to take a deep breath, to pause, to search our hearts, beyond the, the immediate response, the immediate, and I know I have that such a strong trigger inside of my body. It's like, just respond, just respond. And to be able to take a deep breath and to actually come into a state of being where I hear the birds chirping, I, hear the, I feel the wind blowing through my skin, I hear the leaves crackling under my feet, like to be in the present moment and to then ask that question. And then to be in the present moment and ask that question and just listen to the silent voice, the voice that's oftentimes it's just so covered over by the myriad of distractions and to-do lists and response and react reaction. We don't hear it. We don't hear the inner calling of the heart. We don't hear the calling of God that's sitting within our heart. And to, and to be able to, to feel verification, to feel confidence that we're hearing that voice and we're not just hearing a, another subtle aspect of our mind. We have, we have mentors, you know, and that, 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 that mentorship helps us to even more deeply to connect with that quiet voice inside of our heart and to be able to come back in that place of knowing what's most important. And so then therefore being able to focus on that, give energy to that, you know, let the, let the emails, you know, if they take a day to respond to, you know, unless it's, there's some urgent thing that's very important, you know, 
let the email take a day, you know, because now you're putting energy toward your relationship or you're putting energy toward your, you know, your relationship with God or your wife or friend or a project that you've just been putting on the back burner that you know is really what's going to take the Bhakti Center to the next level or whatever it may be. Yeah. So somebody wrote, uh, uh, usually your to-do list is a distraction from the truly important things in your life. Perhaps a to-be list or to-feel list would be the more, would be the correct list to follow. Wow, who shared that? Martha's paintings. Yeah, wow. Yeah, definitely, right? Like, to be, like, you know those, those moments where we experience the present moment? You guys know that we've had those moments before, right? We've experienced the present moment and everything makes sense. Everything in life in that moment is just perfect, you know? Why would we postpone that, you know? Why, why would we not give that to ourselves like, continuously in our life, you know, where we tap into, like, this, this real, the, the, the realization, the feeling that everything is perfectly arranged and everything's happening for a reason and my life has brought me to this moment right now where i feel this connection and uh that can that, that it takes you know simple it takes um it's challenging at times because the mind is so much in that passion so much in that doing and it and it, we're really convinced that by doing then i can be something then i can be you know that person and then i can have the things that i want and it's it's just completely opposite it's it, that that is the maze brian's talking about the maze right that that is the maze right doing i'm, I'm going to respond to that passionate doing and then i'm going to be who i want to be and then i'm going to experience all the things i want to experience and, and that's that maze never ends that carrot continues to dangle in front of our face and and uh krishna saying in the second chapter of the gita is giving all the, the beautiful qualities of the soul of the, the ancient text the bhagavad gita those of us that haven't read it before um krishna god is speaking to the soul arjuna and sharing all the qualities of the soul you know that that's a meditation for all of us you know that we're eternal that we're boundless that we never die you know that we're unbreakable we're water we're not we're insoluble by water we've always existed right so what a a beautiful meditation speaking about the qualities that we read in the 12th chapter you know we're a friend of all you know there's just so many qualities that are spoken about yeah the being meditation Aditi. yeah our good friend aditi said vir and dg i have a question about finding a mentor because you were mentioning that Vera. does that have to be a single person or can we really find lessons from anyone or anything Perhaps the tree outside standing giving shade is also giving me a, a lesson. Question mark, prayer emoji, flower emoji. Yeah, DJ, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I'm, I love hearing you well, share. Well, the meaning that comes to mind, and I'm just looking it up real quick, is that yes, definitely. Um, the, um, the, um, there are many, many gurus that you can have, yes. It's beautiful. I'm thinking of the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, mm -hmm. where there's a conversation between Krishna and Uddhava. And Krishna starts speaking about the Avaduta Brahmana, who had received from nine of his gurus, beginning with the Python. And so um, it says here, this is just a lead up to the chapter itself. It says, the instruction of the Avaduta Brahman received he talks about these various different gurus. And so he received the guru. He said the python was his guru. He said that the ocean was his guru. A moth, 
the bees, the elephants, the, the honey thief, the deer, the fish, various, various gurus. And so um, I think that it's possible for us to look out and find, because ultimately, even what is a mentor? A mentor is somebody who's, who's conveying truth to us. And truth is something that exists eternally. And it's conveyed through various vessels in this life. And oftentimes it's communicated through a person. And so that person is simply holding truth. That person is holding truth and conveying truth. Srila Prabhupada, the teacher of our teacher, he would often say, I'm simply repeating the words of my spiritual master. He said, I'm simply repeating the words of my spiritual master. So we're just kind of, there's this chain of truth that's just being carried on, kind of like, um, like you kind of have like, uh, you know, like in, in like old school firefighters, they would have buckets of water and they pass the bucket, they pass the bucket, they pass the bucket, and then they throw the bucket of water into the fire. And they pass the bucket back to fill up, they pass the empty bucket back to fill up with water and then they fill up the bucket, and they fill up the bucket, and they pass the bucket, pass the bucket, and throw it out. It's kind of like that. Or like if there's a beautiful ripe mango or fruit at the top of a tree and somebody's in a tree and they pass it down from branch to branch to branch to gently pass it to somebody. It's like nobody created that bucket of water. None of those firefighters created that bucket of water. None of those monkeys in the tree or the people in the tree created that mango fruit they're just taking from the source and they're passing it down and so i think that but what is that source it's it's krishna it's god it's divinity speaking to us the message that we need to hear in that moment and so we often find that message we find that that um that guidance through other people but we can also find it very much in the things around us and so um so very much so i would say i would say yes I would say yes. Mm. Yeah, you know, and, and it's you're reminding me where where is it spoken? Where where is it in the Vedas spoken about twenty four gurus? Do you do you remember anything about that? Well, the Avadhuta Brahman he was speaking about his 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 uh, from nine gurus there. From nine gurus. Yeah, okay, yeah. So no 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 need to reference it right now, but absolutely, Aditya. I think it's such a beautiful meditation to be able to look at everyone, like what. Look at everyone in that lens, you know, like, what could I learn from this person? And I remember my godfather often, you know, sharing that, hey, sometimes there's, you know, we want to look for what we can learn from people. And we, you know, the, 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 the people that help us to become more spiritually awakened and help us to really live a life that's in alignment with that, supportive of that, we want to bring ourselves as closely as we can to them. We want to spend that consistent time with them. And those individuals that may be kind of on the other side of the spectrum, we still learn from them. We still learn so much every single day. You know, somebody who is um, is representing maybe more of a lower consciousness or isn't um, isn't so connected to themselves spiritually and the way that they're interacting in the world. We can learn also what not to do, and we can also respect and honor them. Right? We still have gratitude even in that way. Maybe we're not as an intimate of a relationship or close of a relationship with them. Mm. Um, yeah, that's. And, no, and, and really, I, I, I think that we can have it for many people. I do. And, and I think that that's, that's helpful in some cases. I've also seen in some cases that that can be a little bit like discombobulating. If you've got different teachers and mentors that are kind of on different pages and you're, you're you know, mining from this one and mining from that one and could end up leaving uh, things a little bit like as a mirage and, and less clear. And so I, I think that, yes, we can have many mentors. I have many mentors for sure. And also like, who's, who, who's that one or two, you know, person that I can go deep with, right? And really go deep with. And 
there's consistency, there's rhythm that's there that we're able to stay connected. They're, they're not so busy or so distracted or have so many things going on that they can't be personal with us and give us time and energy. And so that's, yeah. um, that's we all need that. You know? We yeah. need that and thrive when we have it. Yeah. Adityji in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, um, the Bhagavad Purana, starting in verse, uh, in, in verses 33, 35 of chapter 7, going through the subsequent chapters, there's a story of the king speaking with this Brahmin, this saintly person. And uh, the king is asking, he says, you know, you seem so spiritually advanced. He's like, please tell us, like, how did this come to you? Like, how did you get to this state? And the Brahmin said, my dear king, with my intelligence, I have taken shelter of many spiritual masters. Having gained transcendental understanding from them, I now wander about the earth in a liberated condition. Please listen as I describe them to you. And he says, O king, I have taken shelter of 24 gurus who are the following. The earth, air, sky, water, fire, moon, sun, pigeon, and python, the sea, moth, honeybee, elephant, and honey thief, the deer, the fish, the prostitute, pingala, the karara bird and the child, and the young girl, arrow maker, serpent, spider, and wasp. My dear king, by studying their activities, I have learned the science of the self. And then through the subsequent verses and chapters, he goes to describe what these various lessons are. And, and there's more than even 24 in the sense that when we can look around, we can see spiritual lessons wherever we go. So um, you can write to us more, Adityji, or you can look at that section of Srimad Bhagavatam, and it's a great place to, to look. But yes, answered your question is a yes mm -hmm. yeah super grateful grateful to be with you guys this morning it's amazing how the time flies by and it uh, just flies yeah and so yeah let us let us ask ourselves what's most important as we go into our day and absolutely we'll learn from everyone and everything but that's we, if, if that is the the state of being that we're we are accepting as our true nature I will learn from every person and everything today, something that helps me to reconnect mm. to you, my Lord. I will learn. That is, the, that, that is the vision that I will bring in moment to moment. If that's what's most important, we meditate on that. We'll bring that into our life. And uh, let's keep asking ourselves that question and keep receiving support from people that you trust in your life to help you to, to have that clarity. That's where meaning and that's where fulfillment lies. And we're really putting our energy. We're genuinely seeking and we're genuinely putting energy toward what's most meaningful and most important. Thank you, Vera. Thank you all so much for tuning in live, everybody. We love you guys. Please, um, special announcement tomorrow at, uh, I'm looking up here. Let me look up the information. Let me look up the information. Uh, drum roll. Tomorrow at Sunday, May 17th at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 3.30 p.m. UK Time, 8 p.m. India time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific time, and 4.30 p.m. Central time, Radha Swami is doing an online public address on his Facebook live. You go to facebook.com slash Swami. Uh, so tune in tomorrow. It's going to be 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Um, and so you can, uh, we just posted on the Bhakti Center Instagram story. So if you go to our Bhakti Center Instagram story feed, you'll find information there. Um, it's free, tune in Instagram Live, hear a wonderful public address. It's finding hope in turbulent times. So 
quite relevant and uh, pertinent to what the world is going through right now. And so you have an opportunity to hear from an incredibly spiritually evolved and enlightened individual. Um, and you won't regret it. Don't miss it. I'm going to be there. Or I have a group at that time. I have to check in with my community group if they want to go to that talk or not. <laughs> and so, um, but please, please be there. It's, 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 it's definitely worth checking out. You won't regret it. Um, love you guys. Anything else here on your mind? Announcements? Or that's it for now. Grateful. Super grateful to be with you guys and I uh, look forward to tomorrow. Okay. Love you guys. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hari, hari. See you later, everybody. Take care, George, Brian, Julie, AJ. Hey, AJ's daughter. I don't know your name, but you're a beautiful little girl. Nicole, see you later, guys.